0: This podcast replay is brought to you by 3A Sports Graphics. 3A Sports Graphics is more than shirts. They're passionate about the custom gear that brings what you love to life. Call them at 786-251-3404. Good morning,
1: boys and girls, and welcome aboard. Time to rock and roll on the show. Yes, sir. Sean Stanley, the man, the myth, the legend, of course. He... uh does it all here that's it he's the one that uh just pretty much uh just dominates here on the platform we are riding his coattails it is friday february 9th 2024 a couple of days before the super bowl between kansas city and san francisco uh line has not moved it stayed pretty much there where it's at two points uh we still like kansas city we've liked kansas city from the get-go so we are riding Kansas City for the game. Looking forward to it. Heat will play the Celtics on Sunday at two o'clock. That'll be a nice test for them. Uh, they haven't really been that tested in the last couple of weeks here. The last, you know, they're they're doing well. They're winning, but they're not beating necessarily great teams. You know, so uh, this would be a nice win if they can win on Sunday. That would, this would actually show me something, something there. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, we've got a lot of things to talk about. Uh, Cam Wolf will be joining us probably in about – because he's uh, he's actually just got off the air from Good Morning Football, and he's headed to the airport. He's going to call us now, so we'll get him on. And before he gets uh, to the airport and gets on a plane and gets the hell back to South Florida, obviously, he's uh, – I think uh, – what is it, NFL Network? He's in New York, right, I think? So uh, there you go. So he's got to fly back. So we'll have uh, Cam in a few minutes. Manny Navarro will be joining us at the top of the hour. Yeah, I'm going to position my leg back over here. Uh, I had it down for a couple minutes, but it's just – it's it's the weirdest thing. Like last night, um, it's like everything's gone well with the foot, Right. And then last night I had like a pain in my thigh, not the part where it was operated on. (laughs) You would figure the lower leg, that that part would be hurting and all that. And it's, you know, there's a little tiny discomfort, you know, I would say a little bit there. But uh, the weirdest thing, dude, it's it's the thigh uh, and knee has kind of been bothering me. And I guess it's because I got a, I'm carrying the, you know, the the leg around. I'm carrying the back half of that leg around. And I guess it's doing some kind of wear and tear on my ass. And, and since, you know, let's be honest, right? We gotta be honest with ourselves. Uh, I'm out of shape, right? The muscles haven't been used. I would imagine that that's what it's all from, from like soreness of having to carry the bottom half of my leg to make sure that i don't put weight on it or you know any of that stuff but yeah man that's about that's about it yeah it says you're uh you're compensating right exactly exactly so it was one of those things where you know i haven't had the pain that i was expecting or any any of us were expecting or even the doctor was telling me hey here you go bro here's the here's by the way Do you know why we have an opioid problem in this country? 15 of those, uh, it's uh, Percocets, right? Yeah. Um, 15 of those Percocets with our insurance cost us 90 cents. My wife had to buy hand cream. It cost her more money. This is why we have this problem in our country. 90 cents for 15 freaking Percocets. That's why people get addicted to that shit. You know, (laughs) you're taking advantage of it and you're, I don't, I, I, again, I don't have that issue. I haven't even taken one or any of that, but you know, when my wife told me that, I was like, you paid 90 cents for 15 pills. Like, wow, you know, and yeah, it's kind of screwy, dude. You know, I don't know how many times you can go to the well with that stuff, right? I don't know how many times you can get away with it with your, I guess the the doctor has to be rigged too or something, but it doesn't cost you any money. You know, it's weird, dude, weird. But um, no Percocets for me. Uh, as you all know, I, we've talked about this before. I, I try to stay away from all that pain Medicine—that uh, is not good shit for you at all. Not good for your body. I—I I do enough damage to my body with the food I—I've eaten for 50 years. <laughs> you know, it's—it's it's all right. I don't need that extra dope to uh, kind of put me over the top. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I saw that. I was like, wow. Anyway, so everything's gone well. Checkup went well yesterday. I, I well, I—I I had the show after the checkup uh yesterday so all good in the hood x-rays everything can't complain slept all right except for that thigh problem jesus christ that thing that thing hurt bro damn uh how the bleep do you win comeback player of the year when you didn't get signed until no it's flacco played five games yeah it's it's just it's it's stupid really it's irresponsible to put Joe Flacco as comeback player of the year we'll We'll get into that. I got a bunch of things that I want to talk about. Uh, Tua haters. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about something that would expose the shit out of Tua haters, uh, because you know, the, Tua haters a lot of times are also kind of phony, and so uh, I'll tell you why why they're kind of phony uh, overall. Uh, so we got that. Um, an interesting dolphin tie. A story that is tied to the Dolphins, but not necessarily the Dolphins, but I like and I want to talk a, a little bit about that. Uh, we definitely got to talk about some of the MVP honors, Hall of Fame, all that kind of stuff that went on yesterday. Some people got screwed. We definitely got to talk about that. Um, also, I, I got a, uh, a question for you South Florida sports fans all over the world. Right, Something that happened yesterday in another town and maybe an idea you think you should, they should, you know, or, or a suggestion you have that they should do in this town also. So we'll get into a bunch of stuff. Bitcoin, it's a beautiful Friday, baby. Bitcoin crossed 46 yesterday. Now it crosses 47. We're on our way to 50 now, you know, as the, as the GBTC flows have gone down and the selling off is you know drying up and yesterday was the second the second most um the second uh uh the second best day for etfs in traffic okay i mean they're crossing they've crossed the billion every day except one day that it was 930 million or something like that and wait till china and Japan get online and the EU gets online and India and and the Arab nations get online and they get their ETFs and they start buying the outflows are going to there's not enough there's not enough the supply crunch is going to happen like those of us that follow it and we're expecting it you know we kind of you know figured this stuff out um the supply shock and it's just going to skyrocket now so this may have been the last dip that you got. There, there could be one more because there is a, a, a bankruptcy that's going on that they're trying to sell off some of their... some. It's, a, it's a, an exchange that needs to sell off some of their crypto and they will have some Bitcoin there too to sell. But again, I don't think the offset of that will be much compared to the outflows that are happening right now. And wait till the public the general public gets in on it they they're not even in on it most of the world is still not even in on it they'll they'll get in really late unfortunately and they'll start buying when it's at 70 and 80,000 unfortunately and, you know but it is what it is uh ethereum over 2500 so this is uh just a a beautiful day i don't know do we hit 48 today that's the question do we hit 48 today Alluvium up over five percent, Star Atlas up nearly five percent, Cosmos up over four percent. It's a good day. It's nice to see a lot of green Aletheia up over six percent. It's a beautiful thing. Now we now we gotta see if the boys can uh can get over 48 now. It's nice, it's really nice. Kryptonite, by the way, for those of you that took the took advantage of the dip, it's up nearly 13% today, uh, uh approaching six cents. So if you took advantage when it was down to four cents, four point two cents, four point three, you're already, you know, in the profits, baby. Neutron also up almost six percent, up to one seventeen. It was down to a dollar two, dollar four, dollar five, now dollar seventeen. So you're bouncing back already. It's a beautiful thing, man. It is just a beautiful thing. I'm loving it. <sighs> Panthers last night, they got it done. That was good. And, you know, we like uh, searching for our MVPs you know, because uh, a lot of times here in South Florida, when a team performs at a high level, there's a reason why they performed at a high level. And last night, the Panthers won 4-2. to two. So let's go with our Cutter's Edge MVP of the night.
0: Who's last night's MVP? For your complete landscape solutions anywhere in South Florida, there's only one MVP. Cutter's Edge Here's our CuttersEdgePro.com MVP of the night.
1: William Quigley is the MVP of every night because, I mean, there are so many lawns and so many HOA complexes and businesses that look so much better thanks to the great people at Cutters Edge Pro. So William Quigley definitely is the Cutters Edge MVP of the night. But I got to give it to Mr. Kachuk. Matthew Kachuk last night had a goal and two assists. Leading the Panthers in a four-two win, Bob had twenty-one saves, but Kachuk, man, it, that that addition of Kachuk, he is emotionally what he, what he brings to the table. It's just like it, it's it's almost like uh, there there are like uh, umbilical cords that are going out to everybody else on the team, right? And they feed off of his energy, his intensity. Even if he doesn't have a bunch of goals that night or whatever, that team feeds off of that dude. It's just so fun to watch the way he plays the game. The Panthers are 32, 15, and four. Okay. I'm just, I I love to, I know it's all about points in hockey, but the record is so impressive, dude. I mean, this is a team that takes it serious every single night. I wish our basketball team would do the same thing, but unfortunately, hockey is completely cut from a different cloth. Those players take pride in everything that they do. NBA players are spoiled brats that, uh, you know, uh, give me this whole thing. You know, load management, and, and, and here's hockey players playing the same 82 games, but physical. And you know, load management. Bro, kiss my ass with load management. Anyway, Matthew Kachuk, who played with a broken clavicle last year and scored. Last night had a goal and two assists. That's my Cutter's Edge MVP of the night.
0: The MVP of the night is brought to you by CuttersEdgePro.com, servicing HOAs, condominiums, townhomes, commercial properties, corporate parks, and malls throughout South Florida. CuttersEdgePro.com, providing South Florida MVP performance every day of the year.
1: uh, Roll call. Let's give Mr. Omar Geiner. Number one, he is in first up on a Friday. Joseph is in. Thank you. Very nice of you, sir. Says thankful for another day to listen to my big bro, big O. That's very nice of you, Joseph. I appreciate that. Big time. Uh Stephen Joseph is in. Off season is uh right around the corner, Stephen. Hang in there. Um Steve Chapman says, I'm happy you're back on well, I'm back on my foot. All right, Steve. I'm not back on my feet. I'm back on my foot, is what I am. I'm back on my foot again. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Cap for Life is in. Cleveland Browns were cooking last night. Uh, yes. Uh, Ray Sosa is in. Horn Dog. Yes, sir. Tua is elite, says Popeye. Nico Jones. Brooklyn Rob thank you Brooklyn Rob for the tweet this morning because he, he saw the timeline and he saw like some of the I, I never understand you idiots out there you know nothing about blockchain technology or Bitcoin and then you call it a scam and you're only repeating something that someone else said because if at least you took the time to you know study blockchain technology and web 3 DeFi crypto you know, Bitcoin, and then if you took the time, the real time, and say, hey, oh, look, I don't believe in it because of this, this, and this, and this, and you gave me examples, great. But when you idiots out there just, oh, it's a scam, what'd you do, repeat the same thing that some idiot said on on television or some person writing? Like, I I just really, like I have, I, I don't argue with you about medicine or auto mechanics. I'm not an expert at any of that. Cooking or whatever, like my daughter loves cooking. She does a terrific job, right? I can't talk to her about, oh no, I think you should do this. I don't know shit about cooking. So I don't tend to discuss something with someone that my, they might know way more than I do, and then tell them, no, this is a scam, and I know nothing about it. That, that is the amazing part about America and some of you out there. You know nothing about a specific topic, but you have an opinion. How does that make any sense? And that's what I run into with some of you Bitcoin idiots. And crypto idiots, because you know nothing about it, but then you have something negative to say, but you know nothing about it. So where does, how does that come off as an educated opinion? You know, that's that's the part. And so Brooklyn Rob clearly saw that exchange with a couple of morons yesterday or last night. Jonathan Dill, big O, looking at two more Canes players being inducted into the Hall of Fame. How backwards uh, the U has become in recent years with the talent evaluation. Yeah, it's uh, it's gone way downhill, man. Gus Gus 1388 is in the house. Jamie Zoria reminds everybody to smash the like button. And remember, it's time spent listening is what really helps us, okay? That's the true component to helping us and and uh, helping us succeed and have more success is time spent listening. Popping in and just hitting the like button and popping back out doesn't really help us. It kills the average. So it doesn't really help us. Um, Cosa Nostra, Miles Deep, Kyle Cockrell. He says, Bitcoin is pumping, altcoins are pumping. It's a good day, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Jay Gelfin is in. Luis Benito, why do they have a stable coin? This is what I would tell you, Luis, since you sound like, you know, you're a newbie to all of this. You need to go read. You know what? Maybe you should go on YouTube and find out what is, put what is a stable coin so you can learn. Okay? Because I don't have time here to explain stable coins to you and why they exist and what they're going to replace. So you should read up on that. That's what you, a lot of you what you need to do is actually read and study so you can understand. But I can't bore the crap out of people right now to talk deep into stable coins cuz nobody is going to make money on stable coins. So that's not what it's all about. Uh, when I jack is in, I currently have ETH staked. Is it better to leave it that way or should I unstake? No, I would stake it. As long as it's liquid staking, liquid staking means that you can unstake at any time. That it's not locked in like, oh my God, I can't, I can't, I can't unlock it for two years or something. Uh, liquid staking, which I think now it's all liquid staking pretty much. Um, as long as it's that, that's the only kind of staking I do. If it's not liquid staking, where I can unstake it as soon as I want and and sell it if I want or or move it to another wallet or whatever. Uh, as long as it's liquid staking, I would stake, dude. Earn interest, bro. Make your money work for you. Angelo De Jesus is in Albuquerque. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you, Alexis Palenzuela. Kyle Cockrell is in. He's uh, trying to help out. You're a stud. Christian, Robert T, 80 Dances, Paul in Connecticut, that is. He says, let's go, Bitcoin. <laughs> uh, Brian Landis, Cap for Life. Oh, uh, let's see, Lord Warden. How the bleep do you win Comeback Player of the Year? Yeah, I know it's 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 brutal. And you know, I could I could talk a little bit about this one before we get uh, Cam Wolf on. He hasn't chimed in yet, but um, the Baker Mayfield thing—it's a crime. And listen, however you want to look at Comeback Player of the Year, Damar Hamlin is not a Comeback Player of the Year coming back from the dead is not a requirement, okay? He deserves a Courage Award. He was never a player in the first place. That's part of being a comeback player. You know, like when we gave it to Bernard King, he came back from a devastating knee injury back in those days and had a season of all seasons. That's comeback player. A season of all seasons, And so, DeMar Hamlin, as we've talked about this in the past, he was a a bench player, a guy that was barely hanging on to an NFL roster. There's no comeback there. And Joe Flacco was signed with five games in the regular season. Five games. Baker Mayfield played all 17 games. The man, I believe, had 27 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and he had a 64% uh, completion percentage, which is pretty good. Not elite, but it's pretty good. He had a hell of a year, dude. His team made the playoffs. He won. uh, Didn't they win the division, right? Didn't Tampa win the division, if I'm correct, right? What more? That's comeback. This is a guy that lost his starting job. Everybody, including yours truly, thought he was toast. And he bounces around a little bit, ends up in Tampa, and completely resurrects his career. He is the definition of comeback player of the year. It's a crime. It's a disservice. It's disrespectful. It's... Completely wrong what they did to Baker Mayfield. He earned that award. Now, better for him, he's earning himself a nice fat ass contract where he's gonna get paid $40, $45 million easy for the next couple of years by the Tampa Bay Bucks, and as well he should. That's more that's better than any award he can get. That that that's really what says you've come back. Okay, let's not let's not kid ourselves. The award is nice, but the the salary he's about to get is the ultimate reward that hey, yo dude, we believe in you. You know. Just like Ronnie Katz, Boca jaw surgery, we believe in him. He knows how to get it done. You ever have any jaw issues and teeth and all kinds of stuff. He yeah, took care of my wife by the way. We my wife lost a tooth in an accident and so we're in the process where they've put the stuff in place to put the replacement tooth and all that so he has done the surgery and uh helped out sean too uh sean needed some help too uh ronnie Katzman. man he is the man Boca jaw surgery.com so just a, a shame to be quite honest a shame that that baker mayfield got screwed out of an award that he earned earned in a big time way dude i that that to me unacceptable but whatever uh, uh, i i i personally if you're in the ap and you voted for demar hamlin or joe flacco i would strip your vote how about that That's what I would do, okay? I would walk up to all those AP writers, anybody that voted for DeMar Hamlin, anybody that voted for Joe Flacco, I'm taking away your credential. I'm taking away your right to vote, okay? Baker Mayfield should have been the MVP, the the comeback player of the year. I got played the whole season, dude. He is the definition of comeback player of the year. All right, let's do it. Let's unleash the wolf pack. Welts uh, uh, I'm sorry. our DTCPA Miami Dolphins report with Cameron Wolf.
0: We unleash the wolf pack as we get the latest in the NFL and the Miami Dolphins with our KSDT CPA Pro Football Report with NFL Network Insider Cameron Wolf. KSDT is one of South Florida's largest and one of the country's fastest-growing accounting firms. KSDTCPA is a full service firm that also excels in crypto. Visit them at KSDTCPA.com or call 305-670-3370. Here's NFL Insider, Cameron Wolf.
1: What up, what up, what up? How you What's doing, good, oh? Not much, man. Uh, I gotta tell uh... talk- you talking about it before you came on. Uh, I would uh, – I would. every AP writer that voted for Joe Flacco or DeMar Hamlin, I would strip their freaking vote. Um, comeback th- player of the year, huh? Yeah, I, I thought what they did to Baker Mayfield was a crime. That guy played the whole season, 27 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 64% completion percentage. His team won the division, he got to the playoffs. That is – he is the definition of – of comeback player of the year. You know, Damar Hamlin deserves a courage award. It takes courage to come back to play a game that you practically died on. But he was never a player in the first place. He was never a starter. There was nothing to come back from, from him. He was just coming back from the dead. That's different, but that's courage. And Joe Flacco played five regular season games. I, I, I'm i sorry, dude. I, I, I found that to be the most disturbing thing of the whole night, to be quite honest.
2: So it's interesting, I have a different take here. And I think it's probably because it's personal to me. I think DeMar Hamlin should have won the award. And I think it was easy. Um, I look at it this way, but first I'll say this. I think Baker probably deserved it more than Joe Flacco. I'm with you there. Baker did it for a full season. Joe Flacco came back from the couch, right? Like he had a great season, but he came back from the couch. Uh, Baker Mayfield came back from, um, you know, playing poorly. Oblivion um, and dealing in dealing with you know multiple kind of uh, bad situations. We all gave franchise, up on him. He came back. Yeah. And he came up, we all gave yeah. up
1: on him. We all gave yes. up on yes. Let's be honest. We all said, "Right, he was toast."
2: That's it. Uh huh. Right. And so here's what I think. I talked about this a little bit on Good Morning Football. I think DeMar should have won the award. But I think the issue at hand, and we can't really prepare for a situation like DeMar, but I think should be probably two different awards.
1: I think there should be – Oh, you're breaking up. Ah, you're breaking up. Did I lose you? Yeah, yeah, you're frozen now. You got me. Now, now you're unfrozen. All right, go ahead. Do you, do you got me now? Okay, cool. I'm just
2: driving. Um, Yeah, yeah. I think that there should be two awards. I think it should be a most improved award, which to me, Baker was the right choice for the most improved award. He made the most improvement year over year in any of these guys. Comeback to me is through adversity, whether it's a significant injury or in DeMar's case, death. And so that's what I think the issue is, the framing of the question that we lump those two together.
1: Uh, The improvements- you disagree with you it should be a courage award i think you're using the wrong adjective okay because when you say comeback player you have to be a player in the first place the, he played, last, have, year. He, he, he played honest, last year we have to we have to be honest damar hamlin it has never been a player so i he, disagree i will say a, this dude he was a scrubberini Hanging on to the back end of a roster spot, he's not yeah, he a was, player. A player. So I say this, he not, was like is impactful and then loses his job and comes back. Here's where I would call it a courage award. Um, uh, what's it called? The 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 quarterback from um that blew out his leg in in Washington that played for Kansas Smith. Alex Smith. Alex Alex Smith. Smith. That's he wanted to come back award. player every year as well. Exactly, but he came it's back. Perfect. Yeah, but he played a whole season, whereas Demar Hamlin you – know, he, he didn't play it well. You're
2: talking about his on the field, play. He didn't play well. No, he didn't play well. But he That's played That's why I would give him courage. And the you, is the cour- you say saying courage. Yeah. I, I think – so this is this is different terminology. But to me, I got to see you come back from adversity. Like, I get Baker being lumped in there. But to me, Baker came back from him playing poorly. Like, he, it was his own play. He didn't come back from any trauma. He just was bad in the systems they had him, and then he became good in a different system. To me, that's not coming back from anything. That's being the most improved, you know? That's not, he didn't come back from anything. He just improved. To me, coming back from something requires adversity, trauma. Something happened to you, and you you overcame that and still was able to come back to this game. And so yeah, I get the DeMar did, argument-
1: Yeah, but you came back to actually play. You came back right. to actually no, so, be a player. No, that's what I was saying. I get so that, that he didn't. So, was never a player, and he wasn't a player again either. He's never been a player. That's the so, problem. So he, I, I get that we get this emotional tie with Demar, and he almost died in the heart, and we have to have, you know, uh, some 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 sympathy and all that. But we are allowing our sympathy to cloud our judgment. The guy was disagree. ever a player. Ever I completely in this-
2: disagree. So so, here's what I would say. Demar Hamlin started, I think, nine or ten games last year uh, due to injuries, and so he played a lot of defense last year. He's, the, the fact that he's never been a player—that's just inaccurate. He played a lot of defense due to injuries last year.
1: Was he any good? Was that he really? Year, he's been there. Hey, Come on. I don't.
2: I don't. I don't think that he was bad. He was fine. He was a, a backup playing in a starter role, like most backups play in a starter role.
1: That's um, a, that, that's games, that's why to me you and I. You and I differ because to you, comeback doesn't mean that the player was ever any good, and to me, that's what it is. No, it's, see, I think you were either great. I think I think it's an adversity I mean, award. Listen, listen, you were either great, and you Kurt Warnered the shit, and and you got lost in the Giants, and then you found your way in Arizona. That's comeback player. Or you blew out a knee, you know, and then you you rehabbed, and then you came back and had an amazing season. That's comeback. You came back to be a player again, one way or another, injury or adversity or whatever it is. Or maybe you ended up in the wrong situation that it was a terrible offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, it didn't set you yeah. up for success. And then you go somewhere else where the change of scenery, all of a sudden, Geno Smith, and you're, you know, a comeback player of the year. I, to right. me, that's what I like. Comeback play. Yeah, you actually came back I get and you. you. I get, play. You know? I, I, yeah, I get you. To me,
2: we just disagree on this. I think what your discussion is most most improved is on a field thing. To me, this is an adversity award. And so, what we just disagree on the core fundamentals of the award, which goes yeah. back to my point that I feel like it should be separated and should be two different. So, whether it's what you say and it becomes a courage award and comeback stays with the the on field element. Or it's what I say, that comeback becomes the the biggest adversity that you come back from to return to the field, which is the meaning to me. And you add a most improved for the people you're talking about who have overcome bad old seasons or just being bad. Like Baker was bad. He was a first-round overall pick. Like this isn't a, a boost or he was the first overall pick in the draft. He kind of flamed out, and now he re- re- rekindled. And so that's improvement. I don't know if that's necessarily came back from any trauma or adversity,
1: and so all that's you know we're, we're talking Cam, a little
2: different in the meanings.
1: Cam, Cam, there is comeback to it because it's hard to get knocked down in public, and then that plays with you mentally also, and it plays with your confidence, and you've got to fight it, you. and you've got to believe in yourself that you're going to fight through all the adversity and all the people like Orlando Alzigeri saying. Oh yeah, Baker Mayfield's toast. He'll never do anything again. And there you go. You right. go to Tampa and you tell and you tell Orlando Alzagari, See, you're an idiot. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. I am a player. So to me, right. there's a lot to coming back for Baker Mayfield because he had to hear it from everybody that he wasn't good enough, that he was never going to be a starter again. That that f's with you mentally, dude. It
2: has. To- I hear you. I hear yeah. you, and like I said, I would have voted Baker second for the award. I think Tua was also a worthy candidate, although Tua probably didn't get it because he was good last year. Even though the concussions were a big deal and a big part of the narrative, people forget Tua was very good last year, yeah. and so to me, that's why I feel like he doesn't get the award. He came back from concussions, but he, he you know, it was not we're a just, career-threatening just, thing in my distracted. in my vision. Yeah, I, right. I would. I, here's here's the last thing I will say on Demar. And obviously, we disagree. And I think there's probably more people who agree with you than agree with me, which is fine. We're in this pe- place to agree to disagree. I was there on the, in the in the ground for eight days in Cincinnati where he died, and seeing the, the looks on people's faces, seeing the impact of people outside of football. Uh, you can say what he won about what he was as a player. He was a backup who played starter reps. He's come back and been a special teams player this year primarily, um, but I'll talk to him. He's still having uh, triggers from that, 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 uh, that heart attack on the field. And so that's going to affect your ability to come back to play, but he's still, it's still important to him to come back. He could have easily just said, you know what? My career is good. I can go on a speaking tour the rest of my life. I don't need to come back to football. I can go use this and and speak to kids. It was important for him to come back, have the courage, have the, the fortitude to say, i'm going to try to play this thing even through the difficulty even through the mental gaps and to me that shows a lot and to me that's the the quintessential nature of
0: comeback
1: yeah you and i just have a different definition of what comeback is and and i know exactly what damar hamlin is going through because i have five stents in my heart and i felt Mm -hmm. my chest and my heart like it was close to exploding and ever since i've had the stents in my heart brother any little, like, pain, air, discomfort in my chest, it, it's, it, it, it's a paranoia. It's already in my mind. Uh, I could imagine that his is even worse because he literally died. I was kind of like on the brink of a heart attack, but they kind of, you know, attack always, you know that kind of shit. Right. So I definitely right. can deal with it. Um, Devin Hester, Andre Johnson, very happy uh i almost i yeah but i almost felt like you know reggie wayne would Mm -hmm. i thought reggie would get in ahead of andre even though i'll tell you andre is the superior receiver andre johnson Mm -hmm. is one of the greatest receivers i have ever seen in my life he was just stuck in with no quarterback but i thought because of wayne's success title all of that he might have gotten in and then i'm also thinking the committee said man we're already getting two hurricanes we can't go three i kind of felt bad for reggie Wayne yesterday because he clearly deserves to get in you know what i mean and he will get in yeah he almost felt like they said you know enough's enough we're not gonna we're not gonna put three canes in there and i i
2: don't know if it was necessarily about the canes as much as the wide receivers like Through the history, at least for me, the Hall of Fame, they're very reluctant to put in multiple players from the same position in the same class. And so wide receivers, because there's a lot of them end up in a backlog, like you mentioned Reggie Wayne, who's definitely a worthy Hall of Famer, Torrey Holtz as well. Torrey Holtz been been waiting for a handful of years. Uh, Steve Smith, uh, a, a colleague of mine who's a great as well, he's been waiting for a handful of years. As well, And so uh, these are guys who have to wait because of that desire to spread it around to the other positions. I think that Reggie Wayne, Tory Holt, Steve Smith will all get in in the coming years. But I do think it's a great time to celebrate Andre Johnson. Uh, my favorite Andre Johnson memory is him beating the beating the crap out of Cortland Finnegan. Uh, but his, the rest of his uh, his career was was absolutely amazing. And he's the first Texans player to go in like there's a certain nostalgia of being the first from a franchise to go in. And, uh, you know, it's a, it was a great day for the Texans overall. CJ Stroud, Will yeah. Anderson, and uh, Andre Johnson.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad for Andre Johnson. My, my wife, uh, he was a student uh, uh, in one of my wife's classes uh, back in Miami High because uh, that's where she graduated from, and she taught there for the first 12 or 13 years of her career. She taught at mm-hmm. her alma mater for a while, and Andre was – was uh, one of one of her students and he was always a great kid too on top of all of that that's the other thing Andre Johnson is as classy as it gets dude like he is elite level classy you know what I'm saying and he right. is a pro's pro and I'm telling you I very few receivers have had more talent than Andre Johnson I I wish he would have ended up with a real quarterback for a couple of seasons And I think people would have seen some incredible numbers from Andre Johnson. I really believe that.
2: I'm with you. I'm with you. I think he's one of the best receivers to ever play this game. Uh, He was a true number one. He could beat you with speed. He could beat you with power. Um, And they knew every single game that Andre Johnson was the guy to stop. He was the guy on that offense, and he still destroyed you. I have so much respect for those receivers.
1: Uh, where are you at? Because I've been saying for a couple of months, Christian Wilkins is gone. Where are you at right now? I think I that think I think I'm gonna sign him, tag him, and I keep telling everybody he gone. So what do if you? If I had
2: to make a prediction as of today, I'd guess that they let Christian Wilkins uh, test free agency. Um, the tag is obviously there as a as a as a tool if they want to use it, but they have a lot of tight cap situations, and that's gonna be a tough choice. But my prediction is they let them test free agency. I just don't know if they closed the gap on any deal. And a twenty-minute, twenty-million-dollar cap hole due to a franchise tag is is very cumbersome for a team that's already got to cut a lot of uh, space and still improve. And so, yeah, I think uh, if I had to predict as of what February 9th, uh, I predict Christian Wilkins is in another uniform next year. Sure. Yes.
1: Yeah, I uh, I guarantee you he will be in another uniform, and there will be no tags this year because uh, I heard that too many times. Some people, and I think they don't really understand the cap situation. They have a ton of flexibilities, but they're going to have sacrifices along the way with it, yeah. and, we them, and one of them will be Christian Wilkins. It's just the way – and, and, and get used to it now because now that you can draft and you're going to hit on some, you're going to have to make the tough decision of letting go some. And so now we'll see if in the first or second round they replace Christian Wilkins. That's probably so – you- what-
2: yeah, you've heard me say this before. I think that um this year, this offseason, you'll see a Dolphins team that comes back that looks less talented uh initially because they're gonna have to trust a lot more young players to fill these spots of these trusted vets. Your Christian Wilkins, your Xavier Howard your Jerome Bakers are all guys all in question um as far as next year, as as well as the guys who will be on the roster but coming back from serious injuries, like Jalen Phillips and Bradley Chubb. Those are five starters and key contributors on defense that there's a lot of uncertainty about heading next year, and they're not going to be able to replace them all in free agency or the draft.
1: I'm with you there. All right, we'll wrap it up with this prediction. Who wins on Sunday?
2: Uh, Let's go with the Chiefs. I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. I actually think it'll be a lower scoring game than people think. Uh, I think a lot of times we get excited about the offenses and the quarterbacks. I think we'll see something in the 20s, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's closer to 24-20. Uh, so give me 24-20 Chiefs. And uh, I think there's a big game coming up for Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, I don't think he's being talked about a lot. I think Isaiah Pacheco is going to have a huge
1: day. Well, they will feed his ass. And yeah. that's one of the things I love about it. Even if he's only getting two or three yards a carry, they will still feed him to keep the defense honest, which is something I would love Mike McDaniel to learn uh, about. American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. They, they will doing it yes american airlines go ahead Uh, i appreciate you my brother safe travels we'll catch up next week my friend thank you
2: all right appreciate
1: you you got it there you go cameron wolf and our ksdt cpa miami dolphins reporter remember ksdt cpa has offices in dade broward and palm beach counties and they also opened up an office in Charlotte, North Carolina. They can help you with tax advisory, assurance, accounting. They do it all, folks. So they can help you. And for business taxes, you know you need that guidance all year long. So call the great people at KSDT CPAs, 305 670 3370. Use that QR code for KSDT CPAs.
0: This has been the KSDT CPA Pro Football Report with NFL insider Cameron Wolf. KSDT is recognized by Forbes as one of the top tax accounting firms for 2022. KSDT CPA is a full service firm that also excels in crypto. Visit them at KSDTCPA.com or call 305-670-3370. Alrighty,
1: alrighty, alrighty. Bitcoin holding strong over 47. Let's go, let's go. Can we get a 48 by tonight? Be fun, 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 fun. Till our daddy takes our T-bird away. Uh, let's do our 3A Graphics sports calendar. Why don't we? Alan Blanco and the great people at 3A Graphics, your company. You're looking for new uniforms, some t-shirts you need for an event, maybe a fantasy league or something. I don't know, whatever it is, hats, pens. Calendars, magnets, whatever it is you need, 3A graphics sports calendar. Alan Blanco, column 786, 618, 1443. Panthers over the Crapitals last night, four to two. Saturday, they will take on Colorado at six o'clock. Um, Sunday, two o'clock on ABC, Celtics and Heat. Uh, last night, number 20 FAU unfortunately lost. They were upset by UAB. I think that's Keith Askins, a uh, former uh, um former team, right? UAB 76 to 73. And that may drop the number 20 team in the country out of the top 25. John L. Davis was awesome, as he always is. 17 points, 11 rebounds, five assists, three steals. Sunday, they're at Wichita State at noon. The Canes, the Lady Canes. Katie Meyer and company got it done last night against Clemson, 75 to 72. They improved to 15 and 7, five and 6 in the ACC. Che- Cheyenne Day Wilson, 17 points, five rebounds, five assists. Sunday, they're at Georgia Tech at 2 o'clock. Saturday, tomorrow, 6 o'clock. Nova Southeastern will take on Embry-Riddle. That is your 3A graphics sports calendar. All right, all right, all right. Oh, man. You know, um, we got some time here before Manny Navarro joins us at the top of the hour. Uh, Let me move my leg here. Hold on. All right, there we go. I'm sure this uh, won't last very long, and I'll have to move it back up. It's just one of those things when you're just in one position for too long, you know? Kind of tough. Top of the hour, take a little break so I can stand, too, now for a couple minutes here. But um, we didn't get too much into this, but I, I... uh, I saw the, you know, I, and you guys have seen it too, the whole thing with Marino and the interviews that he did around Super Bowl week and talking, and they asked him about the the logo. And, you know, I, I saw one place, pro, we talked about it yesterday, Pro Football Network. They had the, um, the, the oh, Marino says he would love to see the old logos, and that was the tease. They didn't give you the real line, which is, Steve, he doesn't feel steven ross would ever do it because he loves the new logo it's his baby right and i got to tell you something that as i'm thinking about it for for anybody out there in that organization okay maybe you want to send this message to steven ross maybe you want to play this video okay steven i get it man it's your team You can do whatever you want with your team, okay? But you're a man that's not really liked by your fan base. I just want you to know that. They tolerate you because you're the billionaire that owns the team. And you do a marvelous job of spending money, but because you haven't had overall success, and there's a lot of screw-ups with your name on it, like Joe Philbin like Adam Gase, like Ndamukong Su. These are things that like your specific name has on it, you know, kind of staining the team because your decisions heavily influenced those moves. Okay. So you're a guy that really is not liked overall by your fan base. And you go and change the logo that they love. So all you've done basically is continually piss off your fan base. We're all human beings. I make mistakes every day of my life. Okay. But you know, what's pretty cool. I address my mistakes and I'm open enough to say, damn, I screwed up. Okay. I think you should too. I think you should kind of kill the era of the whale. Maybe ingratiate yourself a little bit to your fan base. Maybe, you know what? Maybe they'll pick up a little bit more sympathy for you. Damn, the dude un- listened to us, he did what we wanted. I'm just saying. It's not a good look for you. You clearly don't give a shit. Okay? To be quite honest, you really don't care about the fan base. Fan base has been around longer than you have loving the Dolphins. Okay? Because I'm not exactly sure you were always rooting for the Dolphins when you didn't own them and you were living in New York. So I i don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. Not exactly sure. All right? So I'm just saying, do something that the people actually want. You know what I mean? You don't have to listen to the fans at times for football decisions because they're not going to make good football decisions a lot of times. That's cool. But in in this case, everyone is right and you're wrong. Now, you own the team, and you don't care what the fans think. Clearly, message has been sent. You refuse to accept the message. That's on you. That's all on you, my friend. But if you ever wanted to at least win some of your fans back over. And, you know, like a DeMar Hamlin now, that he has the sympathy vote from people for comeback player when he doesn't deserve any kind of comeback player of the year award. Okay? You know, if you want a little bit of sympathy from people, I would bring back the logo. But, hey, man, what can I tell you? You do what you want. You go ahead and continue to bury your existence in Dolphin land. Unless you win a title, there's no other way for you to recover from that logo. Put it that way. Fans will never accept that logo overall. You have some fans that will buy it and deal with it or whatever, but most fans, they want to see the old logo back. So the fact that you're not willing to do anything To adjust, that's an absolutely horrible look. There's nothing wrong with making a mistake. You made a mistake. Let's correct it. Anyway. All right. Uh, Wilkins is gone. We got to prepare to pay Jalen Waddle, Robert Hunt, and others. Important pieces for this team. And two to succeed. Also got to keep Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, those... I, I think you kind of nailed it there, bro. They're, those will all be re-signed. Most award shows are nothing more than self-indulgent popularity contests. That's probably true. We need big O shirts saying you're a moron. That's that's actually a pretty good one, Lewis. I like that. I saw some Cardano bought Ethereum yesterday. Okay, that's fine. Cardano's a long play, so that's good. Like, there's a couple... Like, Ethereum will pop now. They're just going to pop this in this bull run big time, right? Cardano, watch out. Total value locked is going up, so their DeFi is growing. So um, that's the part that we've been waiting for with Cardano. And Cardano has made a move, but it's going to be a slow grower compared to what's going to happen with Ethereum because Ethereum, although it's a lot easier to double up Cardano than it is Ethereum, but Ethereum is ready to pop dude and so i i would not call it a bad move and ethereum went up to 2500 yesterday uh i'm a fan of both but i understand the move i understand the move on your part uh let's see when i jack oh i agree with you uh to sign derrick henry this offseason but if they don't check out audric esteem running back from north dakota he could be a hammer or do we just stick Uh, To Brooks from last year's draft. Um, It's a great question. We have to see what they do in free agency first. And then we can start to talk about that. Ocala Joe is in the house. Ocala Joe, thank you for the love on Cash App yesterday. Appreciate you. Remember Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show. Cash App or Venmo. Always appreciate the donations and the support. Alexis Valenzuela is in the house. Drago. Popeye. Um, let's see, Joey. I want the 2010 Angry Dolphins logo more than these throwbacks, honestly. That's fine. I don't any of the you know, type of throwbacks, I'm good with. But as long as it's a type of a throwback, but this stupid whale, is just ridiculous, dude. Um, Brian says, I agree. Oh, Ross has been stubborn as hell regarding the logo. Change it back. Maybe modernize the clat. Right. Just get, add your, add your touch to it, but bring it back, man. So I just think it's a, a, a terrible look for Ross, dude. I really do. The old logo is meh, but the original colors definitely bring back uh the the Wayne D experience you you might be like in the minority my brother you know uh, you probably are in the minority when it's all said and done on that one <laughs> uh let's see polygon is another slow mover can't wait for that one yes remember on exodus you can um exodus you can get the app and also it has um uh, um for your for your, um, what's it called desktop too, but, um, you can stake polygon and you're right now getting 5.32% on Exodus. So while your polygon is sitting there, you're earning polygon and it's, you know, you're lowering your overall price cause you're, you're getting interest back and you're getting polygon. So I just want to give you a heads up. Um, you can stake your Ethereum, On Exodus for 4%. You can stake your ADA, your Cardano, at 3%, 2.97. Your Polygon at 5.32%. Your Cosmos at 17.3%. VeChain is just under 1% at 0.94. Solana, 7.6%. Uh, Tezos, five point nine percent. Algorand, four point six percent. So if you are invested in any of those, um injective protocol, they've got a 16% uh um staking also. And we gave you injective protocol at a dollar forty three, I think, dollar thirty four, dollar forty one, $1. or whatever in August of twenty twenty two it is at $35 and you can stake it and get 16% right now on Exodus. So not only did I give you something that I don't know from a dollar something to 30 something I don't know how many times that is that's a lot. But then you can stake it also at a high percentage. Axelar, fan of that, you can get 8% on um on Exodus. So we are here to Not a financial advisor by any stretch, but we're making you money. That's all I got to say. We're making you money, baby. Big time. Love it. And where is? Still over 47,000. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. Okay. Big O, I'm watching from Bartlett, Illinois. Well, thank you, Jimmy. Appreciate you, my friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, let's see. The team needs to get rid of the majority of their high-priced players and get picks. If not a trade, then hope the compensatory picks start fresh. No, no, no. This team is too good to start fresh. You need better coaching is what you need. I went with IMX at the time. Wish the coin landed uh, uh, ahead of INJ. Uh, LOL, IMX, we started down at 44 cents. It's over $2. IMX has kicked ass, dude. I have a ton of Immutable X. I love Immutable X. And Immutable X is just starting. It'll be in double digits in this bull run. I believe that when it's all said and done, those of us that got immutable X as low as 44 cents or 50 or 70 cents you're gonna 20 20 exit easy easy 20 exit so we shall find out my friend but immutable X has got so much going for it it's ridiculous let's uh let's take a quick break hour number two is next Manny Navarro is gonna join us. Plus, I want to expose the two haters and their hypocritical ways. I'm going to tell you about their hypocritical ways in hour number two when we come back. Sean Stanley mastering the platform. Manny Navarro joins us next to talk a little Miami Hurricanes right here on the Big O Radio Show.